News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, global temperature rising temporarily above the 1.5 degree threshold has happened four times. This is the fourth time it happened again earlier this month. So reported the EU's Copernicus Climate Change Observatory Service yesterday. And Cara Gustenberg, Professor of Environmental Policy at University College Dublin and member of the Climate Advisory Council joins us now. Cara, just for people who who are listening, explain what this means because we've we've heard we have to avoid the 1.5 degree rise but apparently we've risen by 1.5 five degrees, four times, but temporarily. How significant is all of this? Well, a lot of this is in line with what we would expect, considering that globally greenhouse gas emissions have risen exponentially since the Industrial Revolution, since we started burning fossil fuels into the atmosphere, and and temperature is essentially a a mirror of that. So temperature has also risen exponentially. We've increased the Earth's average temperature by 1.1 degrees since the Industrial Revolution. But if you zoom in on that and, and stop looking at it maybe at a yearly or a decadal view and look at it at a daily or a monthly view, you can see that temperature goes up and down and it can vary as much as the degree month by month. So what the EU Copernicus uh, Observation Centre is saying is that for the fourth time in the last nine years, we have seen a blip above 1.5 degrees this month. Uh, But we will see that more and more. And there is a 66% chance that in the next four years, we will have a a whole year where the average is above 1.5 degrees. So so this is very much expected because greenhouse gases are not decreasing and the temperature is rising. These small temporary hikes are likely to repeat and become more commonplace and get longer and indeed become sustained. So that's the issue. And tell us what the significance again is of the 1.5 degrees. Well, 1.5 degrees is set forth in the Paris Climate Agreement because the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has said that once we exceed that average temperature warning well, limit across the globe, uh, we get to a situation where particularly low-lying countries like Bangladesh, uh, the mid Tuvalu, the South Pacific Islands, they will really, really suffer the effects of sea level rise because they are very low-lying countries. So 1.5 degrees is the temperature limit we are trying to prevent from exceeding because uh, we're trying to protect those countries. But once we get above two degrees, we start to see the impacts of climate change happening all over the world in a very, very profound way that makes makes it difficult for all of human civilization to continue to exist the way we do. Okay. You, you mentioned that at 1.5, we would expect to see it occur and perhaps be sustained for a year. Just explain to a Luddite like me, how, how will it go back down, though? It's not going to only move in one direction at this point? Yeah, I mean, the climate can vary from lots of things. Of course, it's it's our impact on greenhouse gas emissions, but particularly the World Meteorological Organization has announced that we are now entering what we call an El Nino year, where the the trade winds in the Pacific are actually weakening and the water temperatures are getting warmer. And that that will also bring up the Earth's temperature. So this year in particular, we will expect to see more breaches of that 1.5 degrees because it is an El Nino year combined with our, our greenhouse gas activity. So we'll see that number go up and down. But the projections now are best case scenario, even if we rapidly reduce greenhouse gas emissions globally, uh, the temperature will exceed 1.5 degrees temporarily. But as we reduce those greenhouse gas emissions, we can then go into a period of cooling and we can get it below okay. 1.5 degrees for the future. So, so saying, there is still hope. You know, well, that's what I was going to ask you, because I was going to say, are, are we losing this battle? Well, we have lost well over a decade, you could even argue two decades, since Ireland committed to doing something about climate change and then really did nothing. So we are now scrambling and 
playing catch-up, and that's why we have to reduce emissions so deeply. We've committed to reduce them by 51% between 2018 levels and 2030, and it looks like we're on track to only reduce them about 29% right now based on the EPA analysis. So we need to do a lot more. And that's fair enough, and it looks like, and and we're certainly moving in that direction and all that, but even if we do do that, even if we reduce our emissions by by 50%, that's not really going to impact on global emissions, is it? I mean, it's us doing our bit and our share, and I'm not arguing against that at all by the way but it's not going to be the game changer in terms of global emissions which is actually what's really going to change climate no but i mean a lot of countries are just like ireland about 30 percent of the emissions come from countries just like ireland that are that are small and globally contribute a a very small amount but if we don't all pull our weight and do it we won't fix the problem so so every country has to has to muck in and actually do this kind of work Look, thank you very much for speaking to us on all of that this morning, Cara. That is Professor Cara Augustenberg, Professor of Environmental Policy at UCD and member of the Climate Advisory Council. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.